Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I want to welcome you guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, back to another live uh, uh, Purpose Singleness course video. Today, we're going to be talking about how to overcome trust issues and how to trust wisely again. So if you're watching this for the very first time, I want to say thank you for joining my live feed or watching it later on YouTube. I want to say thank you or Facebook. I hope this video is a blessing to you. If you feel like after watching this, you're like, man, this is something I could really uh, rock with. Go ahead and subscribe. Um, all that good stuff. Hit the bell. All that good stuff. I'd love to have you a part of my online community here. And if you're watching me and you've been with me for a long time or a short time, but you connected, I want to say I appreciate you. Thank you all so much for watching and subscribing and supporting all the ways y'all do it. It's greatly appreciated. But today is a very important topic because a lot of us struggle with this in this area. And it's my job here to help us really process our trust. So I'm going to get to the chat box. I also want to make sure I say thank you all who listen on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, Spotify. Those who listen, man, I greatly appreciate y'all support on those uh, streams as well. But let me see who's all here. We got Chelsea in the building. Hello, brother Josh. Once again, this is Chelsea from Cleveland. Thank you so much for watching, Chelsea. Vanita says, hey, coach, hope you're doing great this evening. Thank you again. You're so welcome. Uh, make sure y'all go ahead and download the worksheet. We have a lot of uh, points to cover today, as well as some good activities to help you really process your trust issues. So let me keep going down the chat and see who all is here. Angel Freeney, what's going on? Renita, uh, Renata, I hope I said your name right. Hello, what's going on? Sandra. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> what's going on? How you doing? Sugar Mama, what's going on from Tulsa in the building? The homie sending good vibes from Atlanta. Thank you so much for the good vibes. Elsa Jensen, what's going on? Angel, I do have trust issues with my mama since a child. I need really, I need really uh, felt like she loved me. I've always felt more love from my grandma. I got you. This video is going to help you forgive. Amanda, what's going on? It's going to help you forgive and really get in the process of trusting again and trusting wisely. Um, who else is here? Desiree, what's going on? Uh, Chionisa, I hope I didn't say it. Joini, Chi Chi, there we go. Chi Chi here from Georgia. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for downloading the uh, worksheet. But let's get right into it because, like we said today, it's going to be some very in depth um, discussion. And so make sure you go ahead and share the video, like the video, get this video with some traction so we can help a lot of people. But like I said, today's main thought is this. Let me get the uh, screen up. Let me see if I got it here. Give me one second. There we go. Our main thought for this evening is that in order to gain, you must trust again. In order to gain in life, you must trust again. And my uh, main points for today's session is this. What is trust? How trust is broken? Why we don't trust God? Signs you have trust issues and how to trust wisely again. Again, our main thought for tonight is in order to gain, you have to trust again. And my main points for today is fivefold. What is trust? How trust is broken? While we don't trust God, signs you have trust issues and how to trust wisely again. Let's get right into um, the next slide here. Give me one second. All right, let's get to some um, definitions of trust. But before we do, I have a lot of scriptures that I want to cover today. Maybe not that many, maybe four good scriptures. I'll get into those a little bit later. Um, I'll get into those right now. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. This is very important as we set the foundation with the word of God. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll uh, direct your paths. Be not wise, verse seven, in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It's very important that we as believers, we trust God with all of our heart. 
And the reason why we have trust issues in our lives because we lack trust in God. It says we have to trust him with our whole heart. It's very important that you assess your heart and examine to see what areas in our in my heart is not fully trusted in God. It says, trust not with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. Sometimes our own understanding can confuse us. Sometimes our own understanding says we don't have to forgive our mom. We don't have to forgive our dad. Uh, you're validating your feelings. And so we begin to lean on our own understandings and we wonder why our paths are not made straight, but they remain crooked. It also says in verse seven, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from me. Well, this is very important that we understand that we cannot just anchor ourselves in our own wisdom, but we must allow the fear of God, which is the beginning of the of wisdom, guide us through our life. Psalms 56, three through four says, David was saying, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, whose word I praise in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What shall flesh do to me? A lot of us, we get so consumed with, uh, well, I don't want to trust in someone because what they may do to me. But when your trust is in God, he'll help you delegate where your trust goes into. But there are some other scriptures we'll talk to, talk about a little bit later. But let's get right into some definitions in regards to trust. First definition, we got three definitions we're going to talk about trust, trust issues, and trustworthiness. Let's look at the definition of trust. The definition of trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. The definition of trust is a firm belief. Give me one second. Thank you. I just had some food before then. But anyway, <clears throat> trust says a firm is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability or strength of someone or something. Let's get into trust issues. The definition of a trust issue is any issues with trust. Any issues with trust or when a person has trouble trusting others due to betrayal or other personal reasons. A trust issue is any issues with trust. So when you look at the definition of trust issues, many times we look at trust issues as the second part of the definition. Overly trusting people prematurely is a trust issue. That reason why many of us trust prematurely is because we have an issue with trust. So trust issue by definition is any issue, any issues with trust or when a when a, a person has trouble trusting others due to betrayal or other personal reasons. Trustworthiness by definition is the ability to be relied on as honest or truthful. These definitions will get to a little bit later as we navigate, but we got a lot of points that we got to cover. Now, let's get to some other points when it comes to trust, because it's very important for us to really understand our responsibility as, as people that um, do not just delegate our trust so easily, as well as people to ensure that we are trustworthy. And so, so many people, they're not, they're not really um, positioning themselves to be people that are trustworthy. They're not, they're not positioning themselves um, um, to really trust the leader of the leadership of the Holy Spirit in lives to ensure they're not trusting prematurely. But let's get to some more points here in our worksheet. It says our ultimate trust should be in God. When it comes to trust, our ultimate trust should be in God. When our ultimate trust is in God, we go from trust issues to trust instincts. Let's break that down. Our ultimate trust should be in God. When our ultimate trust is not in God, we go from trust issues or when our ultimate trust is in God, we go from trust issues to trust instincts. Now, what does that mean? When it comes to life, we got to make sure that our whole heart and our whole trust is in God, our ultimate trust. From that vantage point and from that angle, we then begin to delegate our trust through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. 
And when our ultimate trust is in God, we go from having trust issues rooted in fear or rooted in anger, rooted in resentment to actually trust instincts. Now we have the Holy Spirit instinctively guiding us and letting us know immediately whether or not we should trust a person, whether we should trust a place. We now have instinctive ability through the Spirit of God to know how to delegate our trust. But when our ultimate trust is in the idea of something or in the, or in an individual or in an idea, then, then that thing would determine our entrusting in other people. That's why we got to look at our hearts and say, does do I really trust God with my whole heart? Or am I endeavoring to trust God with my whole heart? Because it's very important to make him our ultimate trust, to make him the one that we trust ultimately, because when we trust him, we move in peace, we're more still, we're more patient, we're more content. And then when it comes to trust issues, those issues are no longer in our heart. Now we have trust instincts. Now we're moving forward healed. We're moving forward in faith, knowing that I'm going to need people to gain. I said here in our main thought, in order to gain, you must trust again. Because if you keep getting um, um, stagnated because of what some other person did to you, then you won't really progress in life because in, in every area of our lives, we need people. We need things. We need to delegate our trust. But if we have trust issues instead of trust instincts, we will we will hinder ourselves from gaining and succeeding. Um, um, if you have trust issues as a single person, you're not going to want to get married or you're going to be inspected gadget. When you marry, it was going to be it's going to uh, overly complicate the relationship. That's why you got to trust again. Trust God again. Uh, find your roots in him, knowing that he is who he is and he can be trusted. And then from there, the spirit of God, as you fellowship with him, you will then operate in trust instincts where you'll know immediately from the unction of the Holy Spirit through your fellowship with him. I, I can't trust this person. I, I can't trust this place. And then you will still be able to move forward without being uh, pulled backwards. It says our ultimate trust should be in God. When our ultimate trust is in God, we go from trust issues to trust instincts. Let's go to number three. When our ultimate trust is in God, his spirit will guide us where to delegate our trust. We already talked about that, but let's break it down. When our ultimate trust is in God, his spirit will guide us to where we should delegate our trust. That's how. That's the reason why we should fellowship with the spirit more often so we'll know where to delegate our trust to. We go from depend to properly delegating. So when I fully depend on God and I trust on him, trust in him and he's my source. And I believe that what his word says is 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 uh, um, well is effective and it works. Then when it comes to walking the word out, when it comes to walking with God, then I know then through the spirit of God where to delegate my trust. See, my ultimate trust cannot be in my wife. Or I'm going to be unstable. If my ultimate trust is in a person or a thing, I will be easily disappointed. And the issue with a lot of singles right now, they're putting their trust in the wrong ideals, the wrong individuals, the wrong items, the wrong ideas. And then they're setting themselves inevitably to be disappointed, either because they establish false expectations for that thing or they, they uh, settle in a, in a bad relationship and find themselves even drastically affected. That's why you got to say, you know what? I'm not going to put my ultimate trust, excuse me, I'm not going to put my ultimate trust in a man or in a woman or in an idea or an individual. I'm going to put my trust in God because then going forward, I would then know how to delegate 
my trust. Now I know how to give the right measure of trust in my wife, the right measure of trust in whatever God wants to delegate. You can't put a heavy load of trust. God, uh, God required trustworthiness on a human. It's impossible. They're not omniscient. They're not omnipotent. They're not omnipresent. You see what I'm saying? They're not eternal. They're not the just God. They're not, they're not God. And oftentimes we put uh, unrealistic expectation on people and we trust them at that level. So when you put God expectation on a human and you trust them at that level, that person is going to disappoint you. And then you fall into disappointment. Or if you settle below where your trust should be, then you're going to be drastically affected, potentially held back from trusting again. So our ultimate or when our ultimate trust is in God, his spirit will guide us where to delegate our trust at the right measure. <coughs> and that's important. I can't put God trust in my wife. We're supposed to both be trusting God as we navigate forward and put our proper measure of trust in each other. So that little things won't disappoint us in a major way. Because when we put our uh, dependency in a person, the littlest thing they do, we're talking about good people that just make mistakes. The littlest thing they do drastically affect us because we determine them God to us, that you determine my identity, you determine my value, you determine my self-esteem. And so when you do something out of the norm or you do something that affects me a little, I turn that molehill into a mountain because I have overly uh, 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 placed on you what should be placed on God. Number four, our trust issues, let's see here. Our trust issues are to some degree due to our lack of trusting God and our own untrustworthiness. Our trust issues are to some degree due to our lack of trust in God and our own trustworthiness. What that means is this, is that the reason why we are struggling with trust issues right now, the reason why we have issues in our life is directly reflected in our trust in God or the lack thereof, or our own untrustworthiness. Our trust issues are to some degree due to our lack of trust in God and our own trust untrustworthiness. We gotta say, what is the root reason for my lack of trust? Is it because I'm untrustworthy? Is it because of, 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 of me setting myself up? The reason why trust is broken, because most of the time we move ahead of God, we settle in relationships prematurely, we do things out of the, the proper order of God, and what happens is we set ourselves up to be disappointed, and then now we're in the pool of trust issues, and we if we go all the way back, for many of us who had the spirit of God in us, we knew we shouldn't have got with that person, we knew we shouldn't have trusted that friend, we knew we shouldn't have put that much trust in our parents, and then what happens then, we put our whole heart in to them. We put all of our eggs in their basket. And then when everything crumbles, now we uh, have trust issues. And now we navigate life, inspecting everything, overanalyzing everything, thinking things um, too, too, too thoroughly to a degree where we, we prove unproductive or ineffective. You see what I'm saying? And so we have to really examine ourselves and say, what caused me to get to this place of, of lack of trust? It boils down to a degree, because I said to a degree, because some of us, our trust issues boil down <clears throat> when we were children. But some of us, our lack of trust is because we didn't trust God and believe that he'll bring that husband and bring that wife or bring the right friends or bring that job. And then since we didn't trust God, we put trust in our own hands 
and then we settle for something far less than we should. Settle for a good thing before it's proper timing. A good thing before it's proper timing is a bad thing. Anything you accept before the time, that good thing, marriage is a good thing. Um, a lot of things are good things, but they become a bad thing prematurely. So we got to examine right now because you could be setting yourself up to potentially have trust issues if you're if you're not uh, rooted in God right now in your singleness. If you do not trust God with your future marriage, you don't trust God with your business endeavors or whatever, then you're going to set yourself up to have trust issues going forward. Last but not least, last point that we have on this slide, God loves us all equally, but doesn't trust us all equally. Trust leads to entrust. That's right, Jesse. Some trust is your result of fear. That's right. It's rooted in fear. God loves us all equally, but doesn't trust us all equally. Trust love leads to entrust. Now, what does that mean? Um, like some of us, the reason why we have trust issues is because we have we are to a degree untrustworthy. And since we are not trustworthy, then we do uh, we make poor decisions with our entrusting and us entrusting in others. But we got to understand that God loves us all equally. He does. He loves us all equally, but he doesn't trust us all equally. Those who understand trustworthiness and understand what it means to be trustworthy, then we'll know how to really entrust because we know the value of trust. So if we go back to our definition of trust, let's go back there. If we go back to our definition of trust, it says here that um, that. Of its trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. That God, God believes, He believed in us so not believed in us, but He pursued us because He believed in the work of His Son to position us to do a trustworthy or to be trustworthy with the assignments that He has given us. And 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 but when it comes to trustworthiness, it says the ability to be relied on as an honest, as honest or truthful. Now, what does that mean? It means that I have the ability to show God that God, I have the ability to steward. That if before God entrusts you with the husband or entrusts you with the wife, He's going to look at your reliability. He said, if you're not if you're not able to manage your singleness, you definitely going to. If you can't manage yourself by yourself. What makes you think you're going to be able to manage a, a, a marriage with someone else? So you got to say, do I have the ability that gives proof that God can trust me? Because yes, God's love for us is equal. He loves me and you equally, but he trusts us differently based upon our level of maturity. Let's keep going because I have a lot of notes I want to cover. Let's see what else I have to cover. Now, <clears throat> what caused us not to trust God? What causes us not to trust God? We don't trust his. We have seven things on what causes us not to trust God. Like I said before, it is paramount for you to put your ultimate trust in God because then you will navigate life. Then when uh, pandemics come or situations come or trials come, you will navigate them calmly. You will navigate them efficiently because your trust is in God. Then you will then shrink your circles. Then you'll start cutting friends out. The Holy Spirit's going to be like, this is a wolf in friends' clothing. This is a, a wolf in a, in a, a, a man's clothing. You're going to be able to see, I'm not going to put my trust in this person. Then you will be able to navigate seasons without being scathed, without being bruised, without being abused. You'll be able to navigate um, these trenches 
because then you will be able to say my trust is in God and then you will be able to uh, avoid people's manipulative tools or tactics that's going to try to make you trust them more than God. Now, what caused us not to trust God? Number one, we don't trust his type. We don't trust his character. What causes us not to trust God is we don't trust that he is who he said he is. We doubt God. Um, doubt will cause you to be out of what you desire to be in. Now, you can settle for, we're talking about the perfect will of God. We don't trust his type. We don't trust that he's God. We don't trust his character. We don't believe he is who he say he is. We Because we, what happens is we measure God based upon the big uh, things he do for us versus the consistent little things that are really big things that happens all the time. And I said this in a previous video, I was life coaching a young lady and I told her um, and she was saying, you know, will, uh, will God really take care of my kids? And I said, man, it, it, her, her sons were young. I said, if you wait till 13 to find out, you're going to be stressing for seven years, wondering if God is going to do what he said he's doing. And what happens is you, then, then you will overlook uh, what he's doing every day in your life and in your children's life. But if you measure God by his faithfulness in the little things and the big things that happens all the time, then you will be able to walk in faith with him. The fact that you're breathing, the fact the fact that you are alive, the fact that you didn't open your eyes in hell, those are the it, 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 most of the time, most of the things God has done for you, you will never know about. The accident that you avoided days in and days out, the, the, the opportunity, the traps that the enemy set for you for your life day in and day out. You see what I'm saying? But if you measure God only by the big things that occur in spread out forms, then you will overlook the little things that he does that are really the big things, the life sustaining, the protection and the favor. And then you will not even trust in his character. It's who he is because you're like, well, God didn't come through for me. I've been single for three years. But like I tell a lot of people, you, for a lot of people, they're not single because of God. They're single because of them. You're not where you are because of God. You're not where you want to be because of you. I'm not where I need to be because of me. That's why I always self-examine me. Josh, what, what, are, what, are, what could you be doing that's hindering you from getting to where you want to get to? What in your heart is not trusting God that you started doing things in your own effort and now you finding yourself prolonging what it is that God wants to give you? These are questions we have to process to really examine, do I trust this type? Because if I only measure God by this, so I measure God or compare, my, compare God to our fathers and how they was this or that, then we get so, we'll get so confused and not really be able to navigate properly. Now, what causes not to trust God is because we don't trust his timing. I did a whole video on timing. I think I have it here. I did a whole video on God's timing. I think I have it right here. So if you want to, I shared a lot of points in this video on how to better trust God's timing. And because it's very important that we understand that his timing is perfect. But we start distrusting God because we want things in our own time. We like, God, I don't trust your timing, but God's timing is based upon his character, his integrity, and it's based upon our maturity and based upon his will. You see what I'm saying? But when we want to get into our own driver's seat and grab the will of our lives and make things happen, then we set ourselves up to have trust issues. What causes us not to trust God? Number three, his time frame. We don't want to trust God's time frame. 
We we start we start saying, well, God, uh, uh, I don't care about the process. You have to love the process more than the prize because everything worth having has a process to get it and a process to keep it. That's why I love the process. Sometimes the process of writing a book is is um <clears throat> is aggravating. Sometimes a process of different things can be bothersome, but I begin to love it because of what it uh, produces in me and what it helps me to do. But if you get so caught up in God, I don't I don't trust your time frame. I don't trust your pruning. I don't want to wait this long. Then you're going to set yourself up to have trust issues and set yourself up settling for something that's going to bruise you and use you. We got to be able to say, man, I love the process. Sanctification is an amazing process. It's needed for our glorification. Um, singleness is a process. This phase of singleness is a process, pruning you, developing you. But if you get discouraged by God's proper time frame, then you're not willing to let patience have her perfect work. And that's right, Natalie. It's all about preparation. God is looking for preparedness. God is looking for prudent people. He's looking for people who are able not just to get there, but to stay there. <clears throat> Let's keep going. What causes not to trust God? Number four, his track record. It kind of goes with uh, what I said before. What causes not to trust God? We don't trust his tools. We don't trust his word. We don't trust his spirit. God said, I fully equipped you for the course. I fully equipped you for this life. I gave you, I gave you my spirit and I gave you my word. You got to trust it. The best way to trust his word is to examine his infallibility, to examine it, to make sure that, that it is what it says it is. It is accurate. That is God's word. Then you can be able to operate within his principles and then reap from those principles, right? But if you don't trust the word of God and you begin to trust what other man's words or you begin to trust um, um, other spirits instead of testing the spirits, instead of the spirit of God, you rather grieve him to please them, then you will set yourself up to be disappointed and falling back into trust issues. We must trust his tools. And number six, we must trust his traits. And number seven, must trust his thinking patterns. The Holy Spirit has a pattern of thought. He says, trust what I tell you to think on. When you think on good things, you think on lovely things, you think on pure things, you produce certain things. You got to trust it. But if we don't trust God's type, timing, track record, time frame, tools, traits, or thinking patterns, we then set ourselves up to be disappointed, to fall into trust issues, and hindering ourselves from being effective. Now, let's get to where we want to get to today so I can answer some questions. <clears throat> Next point, signs you have trust issues. Eight signs you have trust issues. I'm going to break this down thoroughly, and then we're going to talk about how to trust uh, wisely. Thank God I found your podcast. I need these. I'm so glad. I'm glad the word of God is blessing you. Um, that's right, Jesse Jonas. Man will fail. Man, woman, it is not all sufficient. They can't all the time do what they will want to do. That's true. So your ultimate trust has to be in God because even good people will disappoint you. Even the right one will disappoint you. Even the one God has for you will disappoint you. Even the friends that God has given you will disappoint you. They're humans. They're flawed. <clears throat> They're going to make mistakes. They're going to show up five minutes late. They're going to, but you can't be so ultra sensitive and ultra desperate for a thing because when you're desperate for something, you become overly dependent on it. And when you become overly dependent on that thing, <clears throat> you become easily disappointed. But when you know people are flawed and people make mistakes, you'll be able to navigate your life knowing and with empathy and knowing that people do make mistakes and I make them as well. <clears throat> now, signs you have trust issues. Oh, there we go. Thank the Lord. I thought I didn't bring no water up here. 
Signs you have trust issues. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Signs you have trust issues. Water went down the wrong pipe. Woo, here we go. Signs you have trust issues. Number one, you assume future betrayals and you think the worst. Signs you have trust issues is you assume future betrayal and you always think the worst. You know you have trust issues when you already can assume. You already assume or you already try to predict betrayal. And so what happens is you'll meet a person, you'll meet good people, you'll go to a good church, you will find that good person. If you have trust issues, you will already assume that this person is going to disappoint you. This person is going to betray you. You know you got trust issues when you already assume that betrayal is inevitable wherever you are or you think the worst. You know you have trust issues when you meet a good thing and think of it as a bad thing. You got a good thing and you think of the negative all the time or you're so afraid to properly trust and delegate your trust properly that you automatically think the worst. And then what happens when that person does something little that and you make it into a mountain and it's only a molehill? then that person is going to be walking on eggshells around you because of your previous trust issues. You're not ready for a relationship if you always assume the worst, if you always think the worst. If, if you, You'll put good things in a hearse. You see what I'm saying? You will put, you will make good things die. So you got to say, you know what? Why do I always assume betrayal? Why do I always think the worst? And that man is a good dude. That girl, that lady is a good girl. They're good friends. That's actually a good church. Good people. Decent people. Not everybody. We're talking about sometimes we even with good people, we assume the worst. Oh, it is too good to be true because this person has similar character traits of the last man, same character traits of a last woman. So you already assume. I mean, hey, you know how many people walk the same? You know how many people say the same phrases? But because you was brutally uh, uh, hurt by that person, if they even say a sentence similar to them, now you start thinking, oh, okay. I'm already assuming that this person is going to betray me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get out of this thing or I'm going to make this thing miserable for this person. And you wonder why you're alone. And you wonder why people don't want to be around you because it's always negative. You always assuming the worst, etc. <clears throat> Signs you have trust issue number two, you trust too soon or end up trusting the untrustworthy. You give your heart too soon. We talked about trust issues is not just um, issues from betrayal. Some trust issues boils down to our lack of understanding of trust. Some, some of us are so naive. Some of us are so green that we just trust people too easily. That's a trust issue. Trusting people too soon. That's a trust issue. We talk, we said the definition of a trust issue is any issues with trust. That's, that's an issue of trust is trusting prematurely or entrusting improperly. That's a trust issue. So you got to say, I have trust issues if I trust too soon or end up trusting the untrustworthy or giving my heart away. That's a trust issue. That's an issue with trust. You don't understand the value of trust. You got to make sure you know what, what trust is. 
that I got, I'm going to investigate this thing. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to acknowledge God. I'm going to examine God's word. I'm going to tap into a spirit. I'm going to use every exhaustive measure given to me by God before I put my heart in this. Some of us are putting our heart in careers, putting our heart in peers, putting our heart in these different tiers, and we wonder why we're not succeeding. So we're putting our whole heart without investigating, without truly discerning, without taking the time to say, God, is this what you have for me to do? Is this from you? Some of us, we just say, oh, it looks good, so I'm going to trust him. Oh, he said the right thing, so I'm going to trust him. Oh, she's giving me attention, so I'm going to trust her. And then you let this person too deeply in your life, not knowing that they're a ticking bomb, and that demon only brought them in there in your life to steal, kill, and destroy then all of a sudden, one day they wake up with no love for you, no interest for you because the damage has been done. These people at the moment liked you, but they demonically liked you. They didn't genuinely like you. They were set up positioning to your life to get you to trust in them to sabotage you. Some people knowingly do it. Some people demonically are used to do it. But either way, you got to say, Father, give me the spirit of discernment. Help me to be still. Help me to examine. Help me to investigate. Help me to perceive what's in front of me. Because if you always if you always accept things from face value, then you would be devalued. You got to see the value beyond the face. Holy Spirit, who's in front of me? I don't care how he dressed. I don't care what car he drives. I don't care what job he has. I don't care how well she looks. I don't care all the assets she has around her. It doesn't matter. You got to say, what's the value beyond this person? <clears throat> Even a good thing. There's it's almost the issue is not good versus bad. It's good versus God. There are some people that ain't even evil. They're just not yours. And if you try to invest in a good thing that's not a God thing, you won't get God results. That guy may be a good guy, but that's another woman's man. And even though he never married, she's a good girl and y'all are compatible. It looks like it can work. But did you ask God? Because that could be somebody else's man. I mean, woman. So we got to say, you know, before, before I entrust, before I take a step into the relationship, before I take a step in this job, before I take a step anywhere, I'm going to consult God. God, is this what you have for me? Is this a part of your straightened path for me? If not, I'm not trusting. <clears throat> I'm not going to entrust my life and trust my heart. And some women are trusting these men too soon. And all they wanted was a roof for quarantine. And now you got a man full of lust around your daughters. Now you got this woman who only using you to have a house for quarantine shacking up. And now when quarantine has been lifted, bands have been lifted. Now she's going to a man with more bands. And you want to be a husband this whole time. You got to be able to know that I cannot just trust so easily. So if you always trust so easily, open your heart, open it up as wide as it can be, then you got trust issues, my friend. And you got to be able to say, I'm going to discern what's within, inside this person. Because I'm not just going to allow anyone in my life because my trust is valuable. My time is valuable. My life is valuable. And some of us, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Signs you have trust issues. Number three, you're unforgiving. If you have yet to forgive the person that hurt you in your past, you will be a burden to the people in your present or in your future. If you don't forgive the people in your past, you're going to be an unnecessary burden for people now and the person up the road. You got to forgive. 
You got trust issues you don't forgive because if you haven't forgiven, then you're not going to properly trust. And, it, and God is not going to bring the right person in your life if you haven't forgiven the other person. If you, Why would God send you the right person if you haven't forgiven the wrong person who did you wrong or forgiving yourself? Because you, if you're unforgiving, you're not going to truly trust. Because if that person does anything close to the person that hurt you, then you're going to, then or that person is going to uh, uh, be uh, um, guilty. Uh, 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 that person is going to go through unnecessary issues. Or you not forgiving the person in your past is going to cause this person to walk on eggshells. You see what I'm saying? So you got to forgive or you making that person suffer for what other person did. And now they, they don't they don't even want to be around you. So another sign that you have trust issues, you're unforgiving. Number four, signs you have trust issues. You're always alone and you struggle with loneliness. Trust issues will have you by yourself. Either because a person just bounced on you, and left you hurt or people just can't stand you bleeding on them can't stand you stand being around you because it's unnecessary stuff dealing with unnecessary issues if you're struggling with loneliness um um or being alone you got trust issues and what i mean by loneliness i mean this is that when you are left alone you have now to deal with loneliness because people either don't want to be around you or people just left you to yourself or you don't trust people at all so you you with withhold yourself and then find yourself Lonely signs you have trust issues. Number five, depression. That's just another thing. I don't have to go deep on that. Number six, signs you have trust issues. You're a Mr. or Mrs. Detective. You know, you trust, trust issues. You got trust issues if you always want to investigate and be a detective. That person can't even relax around you because let me see your phone. Let me do this. Let me do that. This person's like, What did I do? No, I just want to make sure. And, 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 and the guy's like, What did I do? Or the or the lady, the girl's like, what did I do? Or 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 what does that mean? Everything means something. The guy just looked out the window. Oh, you think she cute? They ain't even a girl out in the window. You just assume. Let me let me see what's going on. And the guy's actually a good guy, but you but you investigate him. You always on his back. You always on her back. You always a detective, looking at the phones and looking at emails, looking at everything. And then you feel bad when you find nothing. And when you have trust issues, you will always find something. The man just liked the vegan meal picture. Oh, why are you following her? He's not even following her. He's a vegan. So all of a sudden, every little thing he does, every little thing she does, right? You got to, you oh, detect it. I'm detecting something. I'm, that's not discernment. That's trust issues. Discernment is... The Holy Spirit already told you there's something there. Did you, the red flag is already obvious before you even got to the phone, before you even got to the email, before you even got to the website or a social media page, right? But if you always just privately investigating, you got trust issues. When you got the right one, you don't got you don't got to investigate them. You want that person to be able to be free. You want that person to be able to be them. Now, if they are doing stuff, then you then you don't even got don't even investigate. The signs are already there. But if you find yourself always just antsy or anxious about what he or she is doing, anxious about what that person is doing, and you just got to go deeper and investigate, trust issues. Signs you have trust issue number seven, you sabotage situations to reinforce your false beliefs. 
That's a lot of people right here. You sabotage situations to reinforce false beliefs. So what happens is um, the guy's too good to be true. The woman's too good to be true. Friends are too good to be true. So what happens? You push them away. You self-sabotage it to reinforce your beliefs. So since you didn't deal with that trust issues, you want to prove to this friend, oh, it, I knew it. I knew Tyrone wasn't no good. I knew Tiffany was no good. Child, what happened? See, I went through his phone. He liked that vegan picture from that girl. What? I ain't know Tyrone was vegan. Yeah, all on these vegan girl pages. So I, I got on him and I just self-sabotaged it. Or you got a good friend and you was like, you know what? I, I just don't trust that person. So now I'm going to sabotage the friendship so I can reinforce my false beliefs. Signs you have trust issues. Number eight, you don't believe you deserve better. You got to trust that God has the best for you. You know you have trust issues when you really believe that you don't deserve better. So I might as well just give myself to this person, even though they're going to use me and abuse me. I might as well just give myself. I might as well. And God's like, man, I, I gave you my best, man. So now let me let me get you bright. Let me get you together. Let me let you know that you are worthy, that you are valued, but that you can have what's good. So what happens is you've been so bruised by men for so long. You've been messed up by women, messed over by women for so long. And you're like, I might as well just settle for the bad dudes, the bad girls, the people that's not for me. Because I don't even deserve better. Because look what I did in my past. God don't love me. God don't have second class blessings. God don't have second class blessings. You get your mind renewed, you get first class right off gate. Ain't no second class. That ain't no, oh, your past was so bad. I, I'll give you Tyrone. Tyrone's the best I can do for you. Chelsea's the best I can do for you. You know, I know they got some issues in their life, but because you did bad, it's the best. God said, man, <clears throat> if you can get your mind right through the spirit of God, through my spirit in you, if you can renew your mind, renew your habits, renew your thinking, renew your life, if you allow me to do all that for you, hey, bring her, bring her. To, listen, when the prodigal son came back, did the father kill the strangly, the uh, strangly calf? Did he go kill? Hey, man, go get him. Go get him that three-legged calf, man. Go and give him that calf in the back somewhere who barely can. We, we just going to feed him a little calf. We ain't going to give him no nice calf. He said, nah, get him the big fatty calf. God said, I got a big fatty calf. <laughs> God said, man, I got, man, I got that six foot six you like. I got that girl who's five eight. I like, oh, she's five two. I got what you like, bro. Go and get him Kiki who five two. He likes that. Go and get him, uh, 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 oh, we'll, we'll put Tyrone in the good category. Go get him six foot three Tyrone. My daughter got her mind renewed. My son got his mind renewed. Give him what I already have for him. You see what I'm saying? God is in there saying, well, because you because you sinned or because you messed up, I guess I got to give you. Mm -mm. God said you like them six, six. I got five thousand men ain't bowed down the bell. That's six foot six and up. If that's what you like, I got you. You want a man that's five, seven. God's like, man, I got four thousand brothers out there that loves me with all their heart. I, I still got you. I'm not going to give you nobody four eleven and you want somebody five, ten. I'm not going to give you what you don't like. I love you. I want to give you my best. You see what I'm saying? So you got to understand that if I just allow the Holy Spirit to renew my mind and get me thinking right and living right and embracing my season and, 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 and growing and developing, I will have the best he has. 
Many people think, well, I don't deserve better. I don't want nothing better. I don't, I don't, I don't want nothing. I don't, God don't love me. God's like, man, listen, get your mind right, daughter. Get your mind right, son. I still got him for you. Well, I guess I'll settle for this guy, even though I'm not attracted to him. I guess I'll settle for the no. Only make deals that are worth the while. That's why I'm like, man, listen, get get what get what God says you can have. But you're not going to get it if your mind's not renewed. That and you're not transforming to the image of Christ, and you're not operating a level of stewardship and preparedness that's required to succeed. God's a God of decency and in and, and order. So if you get your, if you allow the Holy Spirit to get your life in order and you cooperate and you follow through with him, man, God, man, listen, some of some people right now, God is like, you're just, you're just about three, three, three um, um, modules away. If you can just renew your mind about money, if you can just renew your mind about intimacy, if you can just renew your mind about identity, if you can just get into my word, if you can just fellowship with my spirit, you can shrink the time. Some of us, we are lifting in the time. And God's like, man, come on, man. Man, we in the last days, man. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to get married? I'm, not, I'm just joking. You know, I just I want God's best. So I prepared at the level of his best. If, if you want something from God, prepare yourself to that level. Simple as that. If you want, if you want to have generational wealth and you want to have good money, Prepare your level to that level. If you want to be married, prepare to that level and then watch God move. Preparedness is attractive. You you, you attract at the level of your preparation. So if I'm prepared at that level, I, I, I naturally attract it because I'm ready for it. You see what I'm saying? But 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 for those who struggling in that mindset. That God, man, I messed up too much in my past, man. I don't care if you got two kids. I don't care. I don't care if you got three kids. I don't care if you got three baby mamas, bro. If you can get your mind right, God, there's somebody out there who's like, I don't really want to have kids, but I don't mind taking care of somebody. There's people like that. There's people for every renewed situation. There's something for every renewed situation. Whether you got three kids, whether you got three babies, there's 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 always some God has something good or something for every new situation. If you can renew your mind, doesn't matter what happened in your past, it's under the blood. And God can be like, you know what, you my beloved. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you this over here because you're ready for it. Simple as that. Now, how to trust wisely again? How do we trust wisely again? Now like I said before, in order to gain, you got to trust again. You got to tr- you, you, you're going to have to trust that man. You're going to have to trust that woman. You're going to have to, to some degree, trust them. You can't have trust issues and then get in a trust-centered relationship. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be lopsided, right? So you got to build your own trustworthiness and remove the trust issues so that you can be trustable in a relationship or whatever, a job or whatever. Now, how to trust wisely. Number one, Find the root of your constant mistrust and identify self-sabotaging behavior. What I need for you to do how to trust wise again is find the root of your constant mistrust. Where did that, where did this begin? Who betrayed you? Who, whose words are still affecting you? It's crazy how so many of us can't even, so many people can't trust again because of what their mama did. That's, that was 20 years ago, man. You, you got to get over that. 
I know those are your parents, but 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 parents make mistakes. Some of them drastic mistakes, but you survived it. You could, but the thing is, you got to continue. You got to get out of there so you can thrive. Now, don't just survive, thrive. Some of people are just surviving it. I'm barely surviving what my mama did to me. I'm barely surviving what my dad did to me. I'm barely surviving what Tyrone did to me. I'm barely surviving what Keisha and Kiki and Becky with the good hair did to us. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still struggling. Now you got to be able to say, God, I got to get over this so I can, so I can, so I can trust again. You know what I'm saying? You, so I can get back in, in the mix. You know what I'm saying? So I can get back and, tr- and and do and fix what I'm here to fix. Many times it, it sure does. It starts in our formative years. That's why the enemy's after the home. That's why he wants a broken home so that people will be broken for life because if the foundation is broken and you root yourself on a broken family foundation, then the whole structure is condemned. And so what happens is so many people are struggling with condemnation, not knowing that Christ was a carpenter, not knowing that he knows how to fix foundations, not knowing that he knows how to fix structures. And he says, I don't care if you didn't have your mom. I don't care if you didn't have your daddy. I'm the foundation. I'm the rock. Build on me. Learn from what happened in your childhood. Let me use that for your good. Let me use that to position you to help other people come to me as their foundation because you th- are thriving from it now. I don't care what your mama did. I don't care what your daddy did. That's old. Let's keep it moving. Time is ticking. You got to heal up. Holy Spirit, listen, I trust you. Heal me. You see what I'm saying? God ain't going to make no new deals until you get that new heal. You got to get healed because God ain't going to, he can't trust you because you'll sabotage it. He can't trust you with a marriage. He can't trust you with, with, uh, with finance. He can't trust you. So what I do, God, I'm approved to you. I'm trustworthy. Not because I'm trying to earn his love, but I want to show him that greater works that I can do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be efficient and effective so that you can get premium glory from my life. So that when people see my gift, they'll glorify you. So that as I lift you up, you will draw men. That's right. Time is ticking. You got to heal up. You can't still be struggling from what happened to you. I don't care if it's two weeks ago. If something happened to you two weeks ago, that's too long. If you're still dealing with that, now don't get me wrong. Some things take time. But some of us, that two-week issue, you can you could have got over it. You could have, man, that's your coworker, man. You know, you know she crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know your coworker ain't right in the mind. Are you letting that person offend you? Man, so we got to heal up and keep it moving. Listen, ward off a duck's back. Perception, perspective changes the pain. If you have the right perspective, you'd be like Christ. God, forgive them. Heavenly Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Some people who are crucifying you, setting you up for your resurrection. So people who are coming against you are literally setting you up. So so when people mistreat you, smile. When people persecute you for Christ's sake, smile. They're setting you up. They're setting you up for something big. If they would have knew that he was a Christ, they wouldn't have crucified him. And so people want to be resurrected and or uh, uh, projected to high levels. Engage, go through the trials, embrace them, knock them out, ignore them, laugh, knowing that demons are, if you're going through a lot of resistance right now, you're in the right direction. You're in the right direction. Let's keep going. Find the root of your constant mistrust. Why am I so untrust? Why am I not trustworthy, number one? And why do I not like, do I not, I not trust? 
and identify your self-sabotaging behavior. You know how you self-sabotage. That man didn't even do nothing crazy. You just made it big. Now the guy don't even want you no more. People don't even want to be around you. Self-sabotaging thing. You self-sabotage yourself. You 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 sabotage everything you touch because you're toxic. You got you got to deal with that toxicity and get alkaline, man. You can't be acidic, right? You got to heal up, man, and be like, man, I'm just I'm just I'm, man, man. Listen, man, it's crazy how people are the reason why everybody leaves them. <laughs> and so you get mad why y'all y'all go ahead and go without me whenever y'all can leave but you the one self-sabotaging everything you you the one nobody wants to be around and then get mad when nobody wants to hang out with you nobody wants to be around your no good no 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 good with your uh a uh, mean self man it's this tough love i'm giving somebody right now you're the reason so embrace this season so, so that you can be the person you need to be and, and instead of instead of self-sabotaging. And I understand we we I've self-sabotaged and blamed other people for my abandonment issue. So I've been there. That's why I'm talking so passionately. And I may do a video on how to change self-sabotaging behavior. Because we got to change that and say, you know what? Why am I always trying to destroy it? Because what issue is when things are being when things are building. They're building higher than our self-esteem. So we self-sabotage to bring us back here. Some of us, we self-sabotage because we love we love the company that misery brings. We love to be the center of attention. We, we love to post online, pray for me, y'all. Why? Because you just want the attention. We, we just self-sabotage. I'm going to do a video on that. For time's sake, I'll keep going. How to trust wisely. Number two, trust God and become trustworthy. How to trust again. Focus on, I'm going to start trusting God now. I'm tired of being in these no good relationships. I'm tired of finding myself in these no good situations. I'm going to try God. I'm going to try God this time. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to focus on being trustworthy. If I want to be married one day, I'm going to show God I'm worthy. I'm trustworthy. That I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm actually able, able and stable and not a fable, but I'm well able to manage a marriage because you developed me. You made me ready. So trust God and become trustworthy and then let him determine where, when, and how to delegate your trust. Acknowledge him and build your self-esteem in him. Now, what does that mean? You got to practice stillness and contentment and practice acknowledging God. Lord, I'm acknowledging you. I'm going to trust you. Okay, I'm God. Is this where I should go? But if you're so impulsive, if you're so fast, if you want things now, you don't got time to talk to God. You want it so bad. I, I find myself doing that with food. And God checked me months ago. Sometimes I be so hungry, I'm praying after four bites. I thought I'm bidding I, 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 the chicken done. I'm praying. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I covered the chicken that's in my stomach now. Jesus. And God's like, man, bro, pray over your food, bro. This time, these days are evil, bro. So now I'm learning not to be so impulsive. I can't even be controlled by hunger. Sometimes hunger will have you not honor God. Hunger wouldn't have you not appreciate God. So what I'm saying is you can't be so desperate for a thing that you don't pray over it. We done, we done six bites into the meal. Now we want to pray over stuff. And, and what I started doing now, <clears throat> checking myself. Sometimes I'm still, God's still working because I'll be grabbing the chicken already. And I'll be like, before it even gets to my mouth, Holy Spirit be like, bro, I pray over that, man. And so what I do, I actually pray over my food. Some of us, we don't really pray over our food. And don't try to pray over bad food. 
Prayer, that's another video for another day. But then I began to take my time and pray for the food. Remote, like really into it. Because first off, God, thank you. Thank you for this meal. Then when my, after my wife, I see my wife, she done finished. God, man, wow. Thank you for a wife who can, who cooks for me. God, you good. It does something, yo. So what happens to most people? They don't let God, they don't, they don't, their life is too fast to talk to God. If you get it fast, it won't last. If you get it fast, it will pass. It will pass away. You got to say, I'm going to let him determine where I trust, when I trust, and how I trust, or how to delegate my trust. God, how much trust should I put? I have to learn as a husband how much trust to put in my wife. My wife has to learn from God how much trust to put in me and not confuse the two, confusing her trust and dependency in God in me and vice versa. So God then would begin to delegate yeah, don't apply for that job. Don't put your trust. Don't even, don't even do that. Don't even, don't even put your energy towards that. Let him determine where you put your trust, place, etc. When to put your trust. Some of us, we're putting our trust in the right thing at the wrong time. So you're courting the right guy. You're courting the right girl, but you're putting husband, wife-like trust in them. So now they're like, I, well, I'm not even your husband. I'm not even. That's right, Lisa balance, being able to say, what is the right thing to do? Am I putting too much pressure on him? Am I putting too much pressure on her? Am, am I am I trying to make her complete me, him complete me? God would be like, you putting too much on him right now. Just slow down. We good. We got you. I'm going to get married. Cool. Just let him, let him, I, I'm working, I'm working some, I got, I'm, you know, I got him doing some things right now. Man, you kind of pushing her too fast. You making her feel whatever. Whoop whoop, man. God be like, whoop whoop, brother. Stop that, bro. Come on, man. Relax. I got y'all. You don't gotta fight, man. There was times in, in my in our court phase. Um, I had to walk in peace, peace about the ring. My wife had to walk in peace with the venue, and everything about us happened smoothly and was far below price. And I'm like, whoa. And so I'm over there. God sat me down. I remember that day when I proposed to my wife. God bless me. I told God, um, I want to propose to I want to propose to her when I told her around the time I told her I want to propose to her on Easter. But I had I, I mean, and then and then that Friday I was in my car and I had the ring in my hand. Maybe my wife, my wife would when I would tell you that story a little bit later. But out of nowhere, I'm like, wow, it happened like that. You blessed me, Lord. You gave me favor, God. And then with her venue, with the venue for the wedding, she looked at so many places and she began to get stressed over it. And then out of nowhere, this place fell into her lap, but way 10 times better looking than the prices that other people were trying to charge. You see what I'm saying? But at, the, at her budget, I was like, God just wants us to chill, man. God just wants us to enjoy him and let him do things. So then you will know, I'm going to trust God even in moments where I feel like I can trust myself more. You see what I'm saying? Favor, man. Favor's in the flow. There's no favor in the force. There's favor in the flow. So you can't tell me God ain't who he is. That's why I'm flowing with God. God, man, take her alone, man, because there's blessing in the flow. There's favor in the flow. If you don't get nothing from this message, there's favor in the flow. When you flow with the Holy Spirit, man, there'll be times God just be like, 
um, I just flow into it. Sometimes me and God are so good. We're so close that, man, I flow into favor without even looking for it. I'll be standing in long lines, man. And, and patience is beautiful. I just sit there with a smile. And I'm always, I'll get you over here, sir. It never fails. I just flow with God. There be times I just drive. I just go with the flow. And next thing you know, car backing out, parking spot. I always have a good parking spot. I always get my groceries checked out uh, quicker. I always get favor because I'm in this flow. But when I'm trying to force things, I'm going to force this marriage. Oh, man, we're going to get married now, now, now. It's my marriage, and I want it now. That's my man. I want him now. That's my girl. I want it. You force it. Ain't no favor. Ain't no favor. Now you, now you, it's all on your favor. See, my favor is in his name. <laughs> my favor comes from him. You see what I'm saying? Man, that's a good word right there. You got to go with the flow. Favor is in the flow, man. I'm just telling you. And how to delegate your trust. He'll teach you how to do it. Oh, I'm putting too much on him right now. This is how you do it. This, that's funny. 1-800-CASH-NOW. 1-800-WIFE-NOW. 1-800-BAND-NOW. Because your husband's a long word. 1-800-BAND-NOW. You got to acknowledge him and build your self-esteem in him. You got to say, you know what? I trust you, God. I'm going to build my self-esteem in you, and I'm going to practice acknowledging you. I made acknowledging such a practice that I acknowledge. Now I'm in the flow mode. I still acknowledge. Don't get me wrong, but now I'm in flow mode. Like I just flow with him, and it's beneficial. Let's keep going for time's sake so I can answer you some of y'all's questions. Number two. Uh, number three, how to trust wisely again. Number three, you have to trust accurately. Trust accurately. Avoid making false expectations that lead to you disappointing yourself. You have to trust accurately. You got to say, as, as where I'm at right now, how should I trust this person? Like I said earlier in the message, you'll put false expectations on people. Then you'll be like, you know what? Um, um, you put God expectations on them. All of a sudden, that man's broken down under the pressure. That woman's broken down up under the pressure because they're not God. You got to learn how to trust accurately and say, you know what? We're just courting right now. We, he not even my husband right now. And I'm going to do a video talking about benefits and requirements in relationships. But you have to trust accurately. Allow the Holy Spirit to pull the reins and, and say, you know what? You're doing too much right now. Holy Spirit be one to, man, you're doing too much. You're doing too much right now. You're supposed to put that trust in me. Not him, then it'll flood into the marriage. You'll know if things are happening in your marriage, you go to God first. Your relationship with God don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep going. How to trust wise number four, put a price on your trust. How to trust wisely, put a price on your trust. Your trust must be earned. Listen. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Mm-mm. Not anymore. Mm-mm. I love myself too much. To be trusting everybody equally. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Put a price on your trust. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not going to trust you with my... Man, there's be people, there be people I look at them. Nah, I'm driving. <laughs> uh -uh. I know how you drive. I look at people and be like, nah, I, I always drive everywhere. Because I don't trust no, I don't trust too many people in my life. I don't. I, I'm going to drive. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to look and be able to say, you know what? Yep. Uh, we can't be friends no more because you, 
I don't got time to lose my life for your stupidity. I don't got time to lose anything in my life because of your stupidity. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Put a price on your trust. You got to earn my trust, man, because I got too much to lose. I got too much to lose to trust. If I lose me, a lot of people lose a lot. So you got to value yourself and say, you know what? I can't trust you with my time because you don't. Why am I going to trust you with my time? And you, I, you, you, your time ain't even being used right. Why are we, excuse me, why are we trusting our time with people who don't even take care of their own time? Trusting people to do things for us that, and we trusting them. No, man, that person know how to cook. That person put too much salt. That's why I bring my own stuff. Can't trust you. I can't get hypertension because of you. <clears throat> you got to be, I'm just joking. But what I'm saying is you got to be able to say, there's a price for my trust or my price for my interest. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You just can't call everybody your friend, man. That's too much. That's too much. Man, do you know how many people that I made friends that wasn't my friends and told stuff to and confidants and it got in the streets? Mm -mm. You just just can't call everybody friends. Not everybody. You you trying to pour. You trying to. You know good and well she can't even hold an ounce of water and you want to pour a gallon of your life in her? That dude can't even hold a pint of water and you pouring two gallons of your life on them and that person can't wait to spill the tea. Person can't wait. Guess what he told me? I'm spilling tea. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You got a a real friend is a vault. Poor friends are vultures. They're just looking looking to take from you. So you got to be able to say, you know, that's a price for my trust. Sometimes even family. That's right. Friend, friend is used so loosely now. Jesus, Jesus had a level of engagements. He had levels to this. He had levels. What he did was he had the Pharisees, which was his haters. He had the crowd. He had the uh, 70. He had the 12 and he had the three. He had three that he transfigured in front of. There was only three people he showed his full self to. He had 12 disciples, but only showed himself to three. So if Jesus only had three partners, you know what I'm saying? Even those partners were sleep because ain't nobody good. Nobody really was at that time solid enough to be friend to a God. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, man, you can't just get so caught up in just making everybody your friend because then you then you start uh, um, giving your life, giving your heart, giving your secrets and giving these things to these people. And these people can't hold nothing. They can't wait to spill the tea because they can't hold. They just shake it. Oh, they can't wait to find somebody to tell your business to. Put a price on your trust. Your trust must be earned. Don't trust that man with your body. Don't trust that man. Some people you shouldn't even trust with your time, trust with your body, trust with your life. You got to be proven trustworthy. And the only way I know you proven trustworthy is when God give you the clearance. When God be like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to be all right. He's good. He's good. He's good. Bring him in. Man, he's good. He's good. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's good. She's good. God, she's good. She's good. She's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, that's how it's got to be. Number five, how to trust wisely. Forgive those who've misused your trust, including yourself. You got to forgive yourself. You heard me say this many times. Forgiveness is giving yourself the opportunity to go forward. You got to forgive yourself. Forgive those who misuse your trust, including go because there's good people that God wants you to delegate trust to. Like 
when it comes to business, when it comes to relation, when it comes to thing, you're going to have to trust somebody. If you if you if you want to get married, you're gonna to have to trust that person. Man, oh my gosh, I am so glad I got a wife I can close both eyes around. I don't gotta sleep with one eye open. I don't gotta worry about if she's gonna slip something in my food to kill me. Oh, it's good to be with the one. It's good to be with the one, man. It's good to be around people who God has for you. Because some of us, we set ourselves with people that you don't even know if they're going to grab a knife and get you. You don't know if they're going to go grab another wife and split you. You know what I'm saying? Split from you. You just, you just, you just don't know. You got to let God do these things, man. These things are too big for you to do. Because all you see is all you see is who they are now. God sees who they will become. So the guy might have been good for three years, but God told you no. And three years in, but God, he's a great guy. And then the man go crazy. The girl go crazy. God was like, I know this man's future. I told you no, not because of who he was in the first three years. I told you no, because he's going to be crazy for the rest 30. So God knows just because a person looks good now, got it together now, you don't know a person until you see them go through their best and their worst. You got to see them go. I seen my wife's best. I seen her worst before we got married. She saw my best and she saw my worst before we got married. God will show you that. God, trust me. God, I, maybe, I don't know. I know he did for us. But I believe God will let you get a glimpse of how a person responds at their best and at their worst. You need time for that. You know what I'm saying? Too serious to be handled like That's right. We must be in God's will always. No more stress. No more stress. Rest. Those who trust God, rest. Those who don't are stressed. But you got to be a person that says, you know what? Because, <clears throat> man, I, 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 I can't be I can't be around a person that I got to have one eye open around. Mm -mm. I need to close both eyes and go see knowing ain't nobody going to be ain't doing nothing crazy, going crazy and stuff, man. Y'all better wait on God. There's a lot of crazy people out here. Pretty, beautiful, handsome people. Crazy on the inside. Cuckoo. You can watch out. She's Her name's Coco, all right. But her real name is Cuckoo. Okay? <laughs> all right. How to trust wisely. Number uh, six, don't generalize. Don't generalize. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Don't generalize. Not every man, are, not all men are dogs. Not all women are whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can't generalize. Generalization is proof that you have you still trust issues. Well, all men like that. I have people ask me questions like, are they any good men? You sound like Elijah. Elijah. And God's like, I got 5,000 others ain't bowed on the bill. This, do you know how big this planet is? People talk, people literally talk like they have interviewed every single man on the planet. People be like, man, that ain't no good man. I thought, I'd be like, whoa, you must have been around the world. You talk to everybody? Wow, ain't nobody else. Wow, you talk to every man on the planet? Oh, I can't find no good girls who love the Lord, who worship him in spiritual. Have you interviewed, talked to all the women in the world? People start measuring the scope of the world by the people in their uh, circle. So they, all they know, 8 billion people, and ain't no good man. 8 billion people on this planet, and all men are like this, all women are like that. Sound like an excuse to me. 
I don't care how many dogs are around you. I don't care how many people are jacked up around you. You can't measure the whole world off of the people that you see. And some of y'all, some of us are not even in places that these people want to go to. Men, certain men of God, women of God just don't go places. A real man of God is not on ChristianMingle.com. Uh, uh, he's not on Christian Mingle. He's, he's not on uh, uh, any dating site. He's not. Why? Because he trusts God. That man is not, that man is not in the club. That man is not in compromised situation. That woman is not there. He ain't he, he chances are a good solid man is probably not at one of these cupcake sprinkles on top type churches. He probably ain't there because he wants the real word of God. You keep going to these churches, they ain't preaching the gospel. A God's God-fearing, gospel-believing man and ain't at that church. He probably at a church that's preaching the word, but you want with the light show. Wow, oh my gosh, man of God here. If the pastor preaching cupcake stuff, he's gonna be a cupcake himself. interviewed everybody and now there's guys like man I how are you gonna tell me what's out here am I not on the throne do I not see it all guys like man how are you gonna tell me and, and, and you got that you talking to me as if I'm limited in supply God said man I ain't limited in supply I ain't limited in supply I'm I'm I'm, I'm more than enough Man, that liberated somebody right there. Number seven, how to trust wisely. Pace yourself in trusting others. Take your time. Don't just trust yourself. I mean, trust. Take your time. Pace yourself. Observe. Take time to think through. Hope they help. But I got an activity for y'all. So I'm going to start right here. Angie Nelson, they got a smiley face with coach. I'm going to start right after her. I'm going to start answering questions. So go ahead and start posting your questions now. And I'll get to your questions, but I want you to go to my web. Oh, wow. Website. I'm so country. Go go to my website. Website. I got a website. Go to my website right now. Uh, uh, Lifework.teachable.com. I'm going to post it again. So you, so you all can go ahead and download today's worksheet because I have an activity for you that will help. How to overcome trust issues and trust wisely again. All right. Here you go. They're going to um, go ahead and download today's worksheet. We got a lot of activities for you. I want you to go and check it out because there's a lot. Um, Life work activity. I want you to take some time to identify your trust issues and how you can build your trust in God so that you can trust wisely again. I talk about how's your trust in God, one to ten. How's your trustworthiness to Him, one to ten. What is the root reason for your consummate trust, and so on. A lot of got two more pages of that, and that right there will help you, my friends. Really start the beginning stages of really processing your trust issues and, and focusing on being trustworthy. I have a lot of resources for you that I think will be a blessing for you, a blessing to you. That this book called Dating Prep is a great resource to date yourself and the love of your life forever, as well as a card, the card game that goes with that comes with it. But you got to buy it separately, two things sold separately. Card game here that you can actually ask questions that uh, ask yourself and the answers the questions in this card game. Are actually in the book as well so you're able to um put your answers there when you dating yourself ask yourself those questions and then like for instance right here uh let me find a shorter one. Oh man that's, man I, I just i write too much i write so much um yeah so you got areas where you can write your answer his answer your answer her answer 
and kind of just really see if y'all add up or if you single, you can write down your answer. And what areas do you both need to make improvements to improve relationship? What do you need to do to improve your own relationship? And that will kind of help there. That game, that game is on my website as well. Um, I'll go ahead and post. Um, what, well, anyway, you know what my website is. Um, let me post a link right there so you all can go to the website and see what all we have there. Um, so there you go to the website there. Got this book, The Purpose of Singleness. Are you whole or full of hoes? Very good resource there for all the singles out there or people that's endeavoring to be a, a more whole person for their significant other. I got a book on soul ties, the purpose of freedom, how to untie soul ties, uproot strongholds. Um, this book's a great resource to really help you untie from those soul ties and uproot those strongholds. Got a book on spiritual warfare called World of War Me, how to win the war within. It's a great resource to better understand um, who you are in Christ, your weaponry, and um, how to fight spiritual warfare. Uh, also got this book for children, for kids, called As He Says, Essence for the Students I Serve, basically wise sayings for kids. Um, it's a great resource for kids to really discover their art form and progress forward. And last but not least, well, second to last, my book, Unplugged, the first book I ever wrote. Very, very, a lot of sentimental value in this book because um, I almost didn't write this book. Therefore, I probably wouldn't even be before you today because of God pushing me to do it. And also last but not least, I got this great resource here called Memory Muscle. It's a card game I created to help you memorize scripture. So it has a scripture in the front, Joshua 1.8. Well, here's the scripture. And then you have uh, the, the uh, verse in the back and fun ways to play in a group. So all those resources are available uh, on my website. Let me see what else I have. Uh, let's go to my website real quick. All right, there we go. So on my website, there's a lot of resources there. Um, kids mentoring program, online courses, books, merch. We have T-shirts like this with Infatuation is Blind, Not Love. You can get this shirt on my website as well. Um, uh, and then you have uh, booking, donate. But also you can go here if you want one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. I'm opening up for the summer. If you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can go to my website here. Go to, go to custom coaching right there. And uh, you'll be able to schedule your or uh, submit your budget, submit what you can do, and I'll schedule in for the summer, and I, I would love to help you and get you going. All right, let's get some questions. I got time. I got about 13 minutes. I want to keep it an hour and 30. I got 13 minutes to answer maybe two, maybe three or four questions. Uh, Jesse Jones says, amen. Sugar Pop Churches, Christianese, is, you can't trust them churches, man. Uh, supernatural marriages, even in the pandemic, God can do it. God can do it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Simply Inner says, hi, coach. How do I keep all of my hope and trust in God when it feels like life is passing me by? There hasn't been much change. And sometimes I start to worry because of this. I understand. Been there. Um, there was periods in my singleness where I was just like, wow, man, things are just kind of moving until I began to realize that I had some work to do, you know? Um, so how do you keep your hope and trust in God? Knowing that God is good. And God loves you. And God doesn't have no second class blessings for you. Um, he, he's giving you his spirit to renew you, to position you, to prepare you um, for his assignment. Um, um, chances are those thoughts run rampant when you have idle time. So what helped me navigate my singleness was these resources, you know, writing these books. You see what I'm saying? That's singleness right there. You see what I'm saying? That's singleness plus this book, you know, the other books and stuff and 1,400 videos. 
Time went by fast. See, time, things pass by where we're not productive. Time goes, um, I want to say slower, but but you begin to, your days become heavier as far as productive when you're focused. So what I would do, my friend, I would really look inside of your heart and oh, I would look to God, ask God, what am I here to do? Is there a book I'm supposed to write? Is there a business I'm supposed to start? Is there a, a site that I'm supposed to do? Is there a videos I'm supposed to create? Um, so, so it's hard to um, um, trust God um, if we're doing nothing and not because he's not going to entrust us an idea. Some of us, he's given us the idea, but we're just like, well, they got it. We don't know how they got it. People whose lives are passing us by, you end up passing them eventually because their car end up on an, in a ditch on the side of the road because they were speeding. While you, they now the person that passed you, you're passing them because you and him. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? So there hasn't been much change. You got to make the change, my friend. The good thing, there could be change internally. You got to make the change. The good thing is you can go to your word right now and say, I'm going to proactively renew my mind in this area. I'm going to work on this God-given idea. And then watch you start having purpose for your time. <clears throat> and then it don't time won't be passing you by. Time will pass you. You see what I'm saying? Now, time has passed you to another level. Hey, she's ready. She maximized us. She's ready for this over here. So make the change. change. Make the changes that you want to see in your life. The change you want to see, you become that change. And that's the best advice I can give you. But God is always good. He's been good. He's still good. He is good. Uh, but life is only passing you by if if you're not investing your life in what the giver of life wants you to do. So live, my friend. Embrace it. Don't be afraid to do what he told you to do. I was afraid to write this book right here, man. I mean, it took me months to even start one word because I was like, who's going to read it? And then God's like, do it, Josh. Not knowing this book was going to set me up <clears throat> to, to really be in ministry for real, for real. So my friend, there's something he wants you to do that will make life feel like it's on course and not passing you by. Hope that helped, my friend. I really do hope it helped. All right, let's see who else we got. Thanks, Poetic Ram. Oh, y'all talking to each other. God, that's good. All right, here we go. Poetic Ram says, Coach, why is there so much warfare before God's promises? And why does a God and why does a God do last minute miracles? Great question. Um, you heard the song that uh he's an on time God. Yes, he is on time God. Yes, he is. And the other verse says he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. See, to us he's late, but in the grand scheme of things, he's on time. So the reason why warfare is as thickest. It's because they know that if you get this, you become a threat to their kingdom. If you get this perspective, if you renew your mind, the Bible says if one person in the home can be saved, that you, that person sets it up for their whole household to be saved. That's how God works. The enemy does not want you to work the word. He doesn't want the word to work on you. He doesn't want you to get what God has for you. So he causes you to self-sabotage it. He causes you to, to delay it by sinning and, and, and not preparing. Because they know, yo, why do you think they're trying to get me to commit suicide twice? <clears throat> why do you think they wanted me um, to, to give up on ministry over and over? Because they know when this chop, when this mind is renewed, when this chopper has a renewed mind back in it, I can give life to people through the word of God. I'm going to help more people. 
So when you get when help comes, you even more help to those who are helpless. But if you if that's what they give the warfare is intensity for two reasons. <clears throat> for one reason, ultimately, to cause you not to have what God says you can have. They don't want you to have weapons. They don't want you to have a renewed mind. They don't. And the reason why God comes later than we expected so that we can see where our faith is. So we always think because if God always came when we want him. We'll treat him like a genie. Oh, God, you treat him like a butler. God, I know I want my tea at eight in the morning. You better be up with my tea ready. You better have my husband at 25. God says, man, I ain't, I'm God, bro. I don't move on your time. So God says, I move where faith has the potential to grow. So what he does, he says, stand and see the salvation, not stand and beckon the salvation. He says, I want to see if you're willing to stand even in the midst of pressure, I want to see if you'll stand. In the midst of everybody saying something, I want to see if you're going to stand. That's true faith. True faith is God is coming. True faith is building the ark, knowing that rain is going to come despite years of people talking crazy to you because you're building the ark and there ain't been no rain. It's been famine. Stand. That's what he want to see. That's why he comes a little bit late because he wants spectators. If God always came through when you wanted to, nobody will see his come through. God, man, God delays so there can be an audience. Oh, for two audiences, those whose belief will benefit from it and for those who hating on it. So God says, stand and see. He says, man, I come little, I come later than what you expect because I want an audience. I want people to see that I got you. I want people to see that I back you. I want people to see that I'm for you. So if you want God to come when you want it, it always be in closed doors. Nobody will see it. Or you'll treat God like a genie. But God may not come when we want him. He's always on time. Because when we want him from our vantage point, we don't know nothing. We think he's late. He's on time. We the ones uh, over impulsive and super early. <laughs> God's like, man, who did you create time? God says, God said, did you invent time? Did you, did you do, are you the one that has the sun still uh, hanging off and, and doing what I started to do with the words of my mouth thousands of years ago? He says, man, listen, I know what I'm doing. He's got you. And that's why he does that. Cause he wants other people to see. He wants you to stand and see, but warfare increases, man. See the spirit world sees everything before you see it. It sees most things before you see it. They know when the angels are coming for you. They see what the angels are working for you. They know your angels. Oh, they, oh, they, oh there go Michael again. Oh, what Michael doing here? Hey, yo, boss, boss, why Michael down here over uh, at, at Poetic Realms house? Oh, Michael here? Man, what God trying to do for her? Bruh, bring Tyrone again. Bring Tyrone. Bring, come on, let's see if Tyrone's going to work. Let's, let, tell Tyrone to text this girl. Who's Tyrone's demon? Boabbas. Boabbas is Tyrone? Boabbas, get that man to text her right now. Because Michael around here. Her angel around here, all active now. Oh, last time I came around, the angel was just at the door, protecting her. Now the angel's activated, doing things. So the demon's like, oh, word, y'all doing stuff for her now? Oh, wow. Wow, y'all, y'all about, to, oh, she's about to level up. Wow, okay, we'll see. And then they don't know that God has been working in the unseen, preparing you to be able to stand. Hope to help. 
Uh, Riders 271 says, I'm trusting God that you guys are going to ask the question that I need to hear. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. What, what question you want? What, what question you got for me, fam? Did you post a question? Lion Lion says, Can you take supplements like while on a Daniel fast? Huh? Yeah, you got it. You well, yeah. I mean, uh, just use wisdom, just make sure that you're not lacking, lacking in iron, lacking in uh key minerals while you fasting. Like when I fast, I take magnesium, I take potassium, you know what I'm saying? Because you're drinking a lot of water and you're flushing uh, all the uh, minerals out of your body. You have to replenish them. So I do, yeah, you just can't take, you can't just be very careful what's up. I would take minerals and vitamins. Like I still take my um, vitamins when I fast. I still do my magnesium. I still do my um, potassium because when I used to fast, I'm like, why am my heart beating so fast? Man, I'm saying I looked online. It says when you're low on magnesium, low in potassium, your uh, uh your heart starts beating irregularly. And I'm over here thinking, Lord, you told me to go on this fast. You about to take me now, Lord? And God was like, boy, boy, if you don't go to Walmart and get you some um some uh, magnesium, bro, and just be wise, brother. You're really working hard. Oh, bro, you know what I'm saying? It's for y'all. I love y'all. Um, he is working on him. Sometimes that one has. Oh, y'all talking shit. Okay. Lady Shantae says, and I got about four minutes. Hey, coach, uh, how do you begin to trust after being rejected from an engagement, which is mild, which is a milestone that most people look forward to? Realizing that that's a blessing. <clears throat> if this man waited to an engagement to tell you no, you should be shouting, hey, God, you protected me again? I don't, what is an embarrassment now? What looks like an embarrassment now is, is, is truly a blessing. So I, one thing about me, I don't mind failing in front of people. I do not mind failing. I do not mind failing people because when I fail, I learn. I don't lose. I learn. So I don't care what, I don't care if the girls are whispering. You hear their whispers. I don't care what people are saying about you. I don't even care about what you feel about it. God protected you. So that don't mean that you 10 steps behind you blessed. You want to be with a man that, that's rejected you, man, you better count that as a blessing. That God said, I loved you so much. I got rid of old dude. It's better for, it's better for you to lose him now and have a little pain than to marry him. And then he leaves you. And now, see what I'm saying? So how do you begin to trust going forward? Knowing, keep your trust in God. And God would then, like we taught, would teach you how to dele- who to delegate your trust to. Learn from this. Go back and say, oh, I did lack trust in God. I thought that this was a man of God. I didn't even acknowledge God about him. You know what I'm saying? I just want to learn from that. Learn so the next time you won't set yourself up to be in this position again. And who cares if it's a milestone, man? Man, that, that's a part. That's a stepping stone towards towards greater things. It's not a milestone. It's just a stepping stone to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And so if he broke the engagement, um, man, cool. God bless you. That's That's something to praise God about. And don't worry about what people got to say about that, man. People, people, people got time to talk about you, worrying about you right now. You find you first. You go to God and find yourself and say, you know what? Cool. We're going to we're going to be good because his actions should not determine your value. People can reject me all the time. I don't care if people reject me. I do not care if people talk about me, reject me because I know who I am. I live with me. So <laughs> I know me. So if you're trying to put dirt on my name, one thing about a gold name, gold dragged through mud is the same price as clean gold on a shelf. You find gold in mud, in mud do they be like, nah, I knock off 50000 No, they're going to be like, yo, that's still, that, weigh that thing. That thing's still good. 
So let people bring your gold name through the mud. It's still gold. So how do you begin to trust after being rejected from an engagement, which is trust God. Learn from your mistrust and trusting in something else prematurely that sets you up to be in the situation and setting you up to potentially have a trust issue. But you found this video by leadership of the Holy Spirit. And now you're able to say, you know what? I'm going to learn from my uh, poor entrustment. I'm going to learn. I'm going to put my trust in God. And God will bring the right guy who he will tell me how much trust to delegate to at his timing to set me up to succeed. Hope to help. Uh, yeah, Lynn, you can email me. Just put Elaine Collins in the subject. Coach, I bought your book, Dating Prep. Do you think do you think using your book with the individual will shorten the time needed to trust the person? Isn't quality time more important than the length of time? Um, let me read your question. Coach, I bought your book, Dating Prep. Do you think using your book with the individual will shorten the time needed to trust the person? Isn't quality time more important than the length of time? I don't I don't quite understand your question. Let me uh let me see if I can understand it. Uh well, shorten the time needed. Let me see if you expounded upon it. Oh, let me make sure I post your question up here so I can know where I'm at. Man, I lost you. I lost her. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, elaborate for me. Let me see if I can find you, see if you elaborate it. Because I, I need to understand that. My, my brain is going low right now. Coach, I bought your book. Well, you got to understand this, that, um, yeah, I'd rather you ask the right question at the right time to find out what's really in front of you than to spend a lot of time with that person and then and then get your emotions involved. I think that's what you're saying. I hope to help. But if I see your question again, I'll come back to you. Interesting point. Okay, y'all talking to Lisa. Okay. Y'all, I got to go. I'm tired, y'all. I, work, I went, to, went to the office today, went to work. Man, I'm tired. Uh, so uh, that's all I got for y'all. You know I love you. You know I do. Uh, uh, what else? Go to my website, imunplugged.com for more resources and tools, place to give, donate, uh, purchase resources, shirts, books, card games, uh, courses online, uh, mentoring programs, uh, uh, t-shirts. I said that. I got to go, y'all. Coach Ty. I love y'all. I'll see y'all next time. Anything else I'm forgetting? Nah. Peace. Love y'all.